Good afternoon, everyone. Happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. It's the chat. Cody Knuckles, our guest today. He is youth pastor at Living Hope Church in Cookville. Cody, thank you so much for taking time to visit with us today. I've looked forward to, to having this conversation with you and talking about uh, your life and your ministry. And uh, since we're in the same church, I have a chance to observe that on a very regular basis and know uh, the wonderful job that you're doing with young people at our church. But let's let's let our audience, Cody, get to know Cody a bit first uh, uh, before we talk and talk about what you do and how you do it, were you raised, Cody, in a in a household uh, where an emphasis was put on faith and uh, Christianity and church? Uh, how did all that come about? Well, I was uh, around six or seven years old, and I was with my mamma, and um, I had asked her, um, "Mamma, how do I be saved?" And uh, she sat me down on the the arm of the couch and got out her rainbow study Bible. And uh, she turned to Romans chapter 10 and told me that if I believed in my heart, and confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, that I would be saved. So I was around six or seven at my mama's house. And that's how I came to know the Lord. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, so now mama, obviously she's your grandmother. Yes. And grandmother, my grandmother, uh, my mother, of course, had a lot of strong influence in my life, but probably the person that had the most influence in my life was also my grandmother. Actually, Cody, we called her Maudie. And uh, Maudie. Yeah. But so, Mamma Maudie, thank the Lord for godly grandmothers. Amen. Amen. Now, so obviously, your Mamma was somebody who you had confidence in who you loved and loved you and uh and so and you knew she was obviously a christian uh, had you had you at, at six or seven years old had you thought about that for a while how did that seed get in your mind and get in your heart that you wanted to receive christ as your savior well um both of well my mom's brother my uncle charlie was was a pastor and um my aunt's husband, which would be my uncle-in-law, her husband was a pastor. So, so I, I had the, the ministry um, seed inside the, the family, and I saw what that looked like. And um, ju- just hearing them talk and getting together every Saturday to watch the, the Tennessee Vols play and, um, at, at my mama's house, I, I think that's where the, the seed got sown and, and what what transpired of that is me wanting to know Christ personally. So right there in your mamma's house as a six or seven year old boy, uh, you received Christ as your savior. Wow. I did. Yeah. I remember Cody. I remember when I was eight years old, sitting in the third grade of Miss Rodner's class in uh, Sweetwater elementary school on broad street. And it and I had been I tell her about started going to church nine months before I was born so I'd been in church and uh, but uh, but I just realized hey I would you know I need Christ as my Savior if Jesus came back today if I died today I wouldn't go to heaven I realized that when I was eight years old uh, I knew it but I didn't really act on it till I was thirteen but it became a reality a reality in your heart and in your life when you were like first or second grade right. Yes. Okay, so you had ministers in your background, ministers in your family. So I'm assuming that assuming that from that point forward, yours was a life of uh, where people around you placed an emphasis on faith in God, where you were probably in church. Talk about that going forward after, after you were six or seven and made that decision. What did your life look like or your church life look like after that? 
Well, my mamaw took me to church with her, and um, we ended up moving when I was in third grade across town. And I, I didn't get to, to visit my mamaw as much. Across town, and, um, right in East Tennessee? In, in East Tennessee, from one side of Maryville to the other. I was born and raised in Maryville, Tennessee, about 30 minutes south of Knoxville. And um, what, my parents, they, they really didn't go to, to church a lot. But um, th- there was some some kids that I went to, to school with told me about a, a, a church that had a, a bus ministry. So I got plugged into that and was able to, to continue to go to church um, through the, the the bus ministry. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that because it was it was actually at that church that uh, I sort of fibbed my way into the youth group to go on a <laughs> to, to go on a trip uh, over to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And uh, at that youth trip, uh, I, I felt. Uh, the Lord called me to preach, and I answered that call on that trip. Wow, wow. So here you are. You move across town where you're kind of out from under at least the, the one-on-one or the personal influence of your mamma, but you find a way, to, even though your parents didn't place an emphasis on going to church, you find a way, uh, you find some other children who uh, were involved in church at a bus meeting, so you find a way to get on that bus and keep going to church. You were just determined to do that, right? Yes, sir. Wow. And then now talking about fibbing your way into the youth group, uh, you, were you were you like 11 or 12, but uh, looked like you were 13? How did that work? Well, I've always been been the the bigger guy around people. And uh, my my school had talked about um, moving me up a grade. Yeah. And uh, at the church I was going to with a, um, the bus ministry, I really wasn't too fond of my Sunday school teacher. And I wanted to be in the youth group because the youth pastor was cool. <laughs> so, so that's how that happened. I told them that, that I had uh, accepted my school's offer to bump up a grade, which would put me in the youth. I see. And so you moved. You were you moved early into the youth group, right? I did. Which church was it, if you don't mind my asking? It was Hickory Valley Baptist Church in a, in a. In Loudon, Tennessee. So those times of of uh, being a part of that youth group during those formative years in your life, and we're saying this, to, and now you're a youth pastor, and I want to come to that in just a few minutes. Those 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 times of of being involved in that youth group, those were very important times in your life, were they not? They were extremely important. It was a you, you know being a youth pastor and a kids at the, the the middle school, junior high age. And uh, high school age, they uh, it, it's a real identity, you know, um, that they're they're seeking. Who 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 are they at that age? And you know, it's a very important age to to learn who you are and the the truth about what Christ has done for us. Yes, and and what I want to come to in in just a little while, Cody is is uh, your uh, your your calling to the ministry. Specifically, how you uh, assume the role as youth, pa- youth pastor at Living Hope Church in Cookville, and just talk a little bit about when we come back about what youth are dealing with now: their questions, their problems, their challenges, uh, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. And Cody, I really appreciate so much your taking time to visit with us today and sharing these things with us. We're talking with Cody Knuckles, he's youth pastor at Living Hope Church in Cookville, and we'll be back with more in just a moment. 
Cody Knuckles, our guest today on the chat, he's youth pastor at Living Hope Church. We just heard that as a six or seven year old boy in his mamaw's house in Maryville, Tennessee, he asked his mamaw how to receive Christ as his Lord and Savior. That happened at that age. He had influence around him, uncles and family members who were ministers. And, and Cody, you said you would hear them talking about the ministry and their lives as Christian in the ministries while they were watching UT football. And that, that, had, an yeah. influ- that had really an influence and an impact in your life. I think that's really interesting. It, it did. My, my family has uh, always been a Tennessee Vol fan, and uh, it's uh, it, it's part of part of who we are in our family. Yeah, I, I grew up in Sweetwater in Athens, and it's about forty-five miles from the that campus, and uh, and 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 blood and the blood really runs orange over there, and really everywhere, you know. But you're right; it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it, it's it's a fascinating thing to watch. It really is. And uh, but listen, so you so you got involved. You you moved across a town uh, from where your mamma was. Your parents did not place much of an emphasis on going to church. You found a way uh, to go to church uh, via a bus ministry with some some. Church children of your or some friends of yours and then as a result of getting involved in that youth group you went on a youth trip to a conference in Murfreesboro and that's where you felt the call to ministry talk about that a little bit more would you Cody yes uh, so we went to Middle Tennessee Baptist Church in Murfreesboro it's a huge campus and um it was during the altar call. I remember it like it was yesterday. The, uh, the the guest speaker, he was from West Virginia, and he had that uh, West Virginia coal miners gasp after just about every word that he <laughs> preached. Yeah, and um, he gave an altar call, and and I felt a, a tug on my heart, and you know, I said, Lord, I, I know I'm saved, and um, about the time I got that thought out. I, I felt like like I was weightless, and I, I felt like something just picked me up and just started carrying me down the aisle. And when I opened my eyes, I was on my knees, and I was about halfway down down the aisle because the, the altar was full. And I just felt it, it was almost audible, but I, I just felt it inside my heart. The Lord tell me, I want you to share my love with people. Wow. Yeah. It, it was a, it was an awesome experience and, and a, it's been an adventure ever since then. Now, roughly how old were you? You were obviously a teenager then, right? Cody or close to it. Yes. I, I was 12 years old. So in your heart, you knew that the Holy speak spirit was speaking to you and by share using, uh, or you're hearing share my love with other people. You knew somehow that, your future included ministry. Is that is that when you really believe that you were called to do some sort of ministry in your life? And and we're all ministers. The scripture says we're all ministers of reconciliation for a Christian, but more specifically into a into something like you're doing now. Is that when you believe that that happened in your life when you heard that voice? Yes, sir. And I, and I actually questioned it at first because here I am at 12 years old, and you know I, I felt the Lord called me to preach. And I'm like, Lord, I'm you know I'm only. 12 years old, who's going to listen to me? And uh, he, he brought me to Jeremiah chapter 1. And, uh, you know, the Lord told Jeremiah, don't say that you're only a youth. He said, I will give you the words to speak. I'll tell you where to go. And that's that. So, Wow. Well, now between 12 
and whatever. Uh, walk us through your life a little bit between 12 and kind of where you are now. I want to come to your, your role as a youth pastor in just a minute. But between 12, and it, you stayed in church, you're involved in your congregation. What's your life been like during that? What was your life like during that period? Well, um, being part of that church, they were um, really missions-oriented, and they really invested in the youth. And I got, you know, my first opportunity to uh, to preach on Youth Sunday at the church. And um, I didn't know then that you could uh, write notes down to preach. <laughs> so uh, my, my, my first message, I, uh, I quoted the wrong scripture but gave the message that I wanted to give, and it didn't line up, but it was still good. <laughs> At least I think so. It, I know it ministered to me and um, had a lot of people come up afterwards and said they really enjoyed it. and The Lord spoke to them through it. But uh, but the, my, my first message was the ABCs to become a believer. You know, it, it, admit that you're a sinner, believe that Jesus came and died for you, and confess that with your mouth. Wow. And then and, we, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, for, from that point, I got to, to minister a few more times within the, the children's church there at Hickory Valley, and um, I was there till I was 14, and then one of my um, school teachers invited me to her church, and um, I went to visit there, and I, I really felt that the Lord called me to be there, and so she would pick me up every Sunday and Wednesday and take me to church. Her name was uh, Miss Gaddis. I'll never forget her. She was a little old skinny thing, and she was very loud and proud, and she loved the Lord, and she she let it show through her lessons in school. She taught us uh, social studies and science at Carpenter's Middle in, in Maryville, and uh, they gave me some opportunities to to teach and preach there, and by that time, I I knew that it, it wasn't uh, a bad thing to write down some notes so you can remember what you want to say. And um, it's uh, from from there. Um, they uh, when, when I got into high school, they they uh, asked me to be one of the FCA leaders for, for William Blunt High School in Maribel, and um, I, I did that for for two years and. Um, at that time, my uncle Charlie um, started a, a new church, and um, I really felt that I was supposed to help him. And he uh, he really introduced me to uh, the message of how much God loves us, and and you know what all He's done for us. And th- through uh, through talking to him and going through the Bible with him, I, I really started to to understand what God had called me to do when I was 12, when he said, share my love. Because up until that point, I just shared who Jesus was. I I didn't really know how much he loved us. And uh, and it was uh, during that time that we were starting uh, life ministries here in Maribel that I I was introduced to Pastor Ron from Living Hope. And we want to pick that up right there when we come back. But it sounds like that after your first sermon, the ABCs of Christianity, opportunities continue to come. You took advantage of those opportunities, continue to minister. Thank God for this Christian teacher that came into your life. And uh, and uh, you're meeting Pastor Ron and now becoming youth pastor at Living Hope. And Cody, we want to continue that conversation when we come back. You stay with us. Okay, buddy? 
All right. Thank you. Cody Knuckles, my guest today on the chat. We'll be back with more in just a moment. We're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, talking today with my friend, Cody Knuckles, youth pastor at Living Hope Church in Cookville. So, uh, so Cody, when we, uh, when we took the break there, you mentioned one thing led to another, and then you got to know Pastor Ron Allen at Living Hope. How did that happen, and how did it happen that you became youth pastor? Well, um, we met on Friday nights at an old school building that was turned into a community center. And um, I was leading praise and worship for, for Life Ministries. And um, Pastor Ron came with um, a mutual friend of um, he and my Uncle Charlie. And that's how we met that, that Friday night in that little old school room. And um, for, from there on out, I just stayed in contact with Pastor Ron. And he, he's been a good friend to me ever since. And um, it was in... March of 2020, that I really felt the Lord call me the Living Hope, and um, Dwight, you know that I, I still live here in here in Maryville, Tennessee, and um, I really fought the Lord on it. I, I told God that I'm not driving two hours to go to church, <laughs> and um, you know, it's not really a good thing to argue when the Lord tells you something. But I did because I'm human. <laughs> I think we've all been there and done that, yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, um, you know, the that that desire that, that I had, you know, went away for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I, he, he told me again, Cody, I want you to go to Living Hope. And um, I, I didn't know what to do, so I, I called Pastor Ron and asked him for his wisdom and advice. And um, he called me back immediately. And um, he he told me, word for word, what I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. Wow. And uh, that that was, you know, a confirmation. So I'm like, okay, Lord. And um, but by this time, it was the second week of May. And um, my, my son and I share a birthday. And our birthday was that following week. I said, well, we won't be there um, on, on May 23rd. But we'll be there the following Sunday. And it was May 31st, 2020, uh, my first Sunday at Living Hope. And um, had no idea that the current youth pastor was, was feeling, uh, you know, called to go in a different ministry direction. And um, I actually had no desire to, to be in ministry at that point. Um, I, I had uh, gotten hurt from some some family things with with um the the ministry that we had here and that church had a um, a split that didn't go well and I was hurt by it and uh so I just wanted to get plugged in somewhere and you know just get fed and get invested in and I knew Pastor Ron um close and he loves to invest and train up people and equip people to to advance the kingdom and it was late that summer that um, you started talking about uh, the, the Bible school program that we have at Living Hope. And I was like, that's why I'm here. I'm supposed to go to this Bible school. And um, thankfully, I was able to do that. And I encourage anybody, you know, in, in the area that, that wants to learn how to advance the, the kingdom, get plugged into that. So, 
Well, Cody, it was, uh, and we are so glad that you made that decision. There's so much. I want to ask you, and now you've assumed that position, uh, doing a wonderful job having an influence and an impact on the young people at Living Hope Church. Uh, in the last few minutes we've got, what are they dealing with today? What are their questions? What are their challenges? What are the needs of the youth, not at our church, but just just uh, at large? Well, the, the youth are really struggling today with the chaos that, that's going on around us in the schools. You know, where, whether it's the right thing to wear a mask, whether it's the right thing to get the vaccine, and, you know, they're, they're being pushed from one direction, but told to go the opposite. And, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that they struggle with is just not knowing. And um, what I encourage my group every week to do is Paul said that anything that is not of faith is sin. And it all comes down to a personal relationship with Christ. And you just have to get with him, commune with him. And because Jesus said, and I love the, the message translation. He said, come to me if you're weary, I'll give you a rest. I'll show you how to take a real rest. If you want to get away from religion, I will show you how to do things. My my burden is easy, and um, so I just that personal relationship, knowing that that Christ loves us, that He wants the best for us, and um, j- just following His leading to to walk in faith. And that's the kind of counsel uh, that our young people, all of us, but young people, particularly in those formative years, you know, need. And this it's a great job you're doing putting that kind of uh, value system, their position in Christ and who they are in him uh, in, in those young people week in and week out. Uh, and that, and that means, and, and that means so much. Um, what about uh, you mentioned? So when you came to you, you, you initially, when you said you need to go to living hope, you felt the Holy spirit leading you that way. I take it at that point in time, you thought he, the Holy spirit was saying, I just want you to go to church there. But when you get there, you hear that the youth uh, minister, the youth pastor was filling a calling in a different direction. You didn't know that when you came. I did not. And um, what, what was, you know, great about it, talking to that former youth minister is that, the same time that the Lord spoke to me first about coming to Living Hope was the time that they were told that they needed to go a different direction with ministry. So so God was closing a door and opening a door at the same time. Cody, we've got about a, so good at. Yeah, and their former youth, youth pastor did a great job also, I must yes, say. Yes, he did. Uh, and he did. Uh, we've got about a minute left. But, you know, isn't it wonderful to serve an all-knowing God who's working yeah. at both ends of the spectrum. And if we just trust him and take those steps he asks us to do, uh, he, uh, he it'll work out. Agree? Yes, I agree. It's a great thing because last week marked a year that I took over as youth pastor, and it's been a great adventure. We're, we're growing. We have a lot of people in, invested, and in, in the youth is getting plugged in and serving in the church. So. They're, I'm excited for, for the future. And I notice also that uh, you're taking the youth to some of the same kind of conferences and trips that uh, made such a difference in your life and impacted the calling in your life. And, and I just want to say thank you so much for the work you are doing and the way you're, the Lord is using you to help change the lives of young people at Living Hope Church. Well, it's an honor for, for God to call a hillbilly from East Tennessee to <laughs> 
the things to advance the kingdom because I'm the least qualified and it's, and I enjoy every second of it. Cody, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Appreciate your taking time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dwight. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Cody Nichols, our guest today, youth pastor at Living Hope Church in Cookville. Thank you so much for being with us. Join us same time next week right here.